Megillah Dav Kavav, after going through the third perik, which discussed the halachot of uh, reading the Sefer Torah in a minyan, Berkat Kohanim, the Hazan, the Maftir, etc. Now we're going to shift and discuss the halachot of Ebet Keneset. And we're going to start the Mishnah Kafhe'a Mudbet at the bottom, two lines from the bottom. And we're, we're going to go by this cloud of Ma'alin Bakodesh Ve'en Moridin. When we only go upwards when it comes to something Kadosh, we don't go downwards. So if you sold something that's holy, you could only get something holier with that money. You can't use that money to get something less holy. And with that, let's start the, the fourth perek. So, People of the city, they sold the street, the main street of the city. They could use that money to buy a betkenes, the shul. If they sold the shul, they could buy an aron hakodesh. If they sold an Aron HaKodesh, they can buy handkerchiefs to cover the Torah with it. If they, if they sold handkerchiefs, then they can buy Nevi'im Ketuvim. If they sold the Nevi'im Ketuvim, they can buy Sefer Torah. However, opposite, if they sold Torah, you can't buy a Nevi'im Ketuvim because it's less. If Sfarim, if you sold the Nevim Tuvim, like Ho Mitpehot, you cannot use the money to buy handkerchiefs. Mitpehot, they sold handkerchiefs, like Ho Teba, you can't buy Naron Kodesh. Teba, like Ho Betakenes, they sold Naron Kodesh, they cannot sell, they cannot buy with that money a shul. Betakenes, if they sold a shul, like Ho Etarachov, they cannot buy a street, because in this case you're going down Kodesh. And same thing with the leftover money. If someone sold, uh, let's say, a shul, and you have a little bit of money left, you can't use it for something less holy. The leftover money can only be used for something on a higher kedusha level. Now, the Gemara starts, If the people of the city sold the main street of the city, they're allowed to buy a shul. This is a Stam Mishnah Mishnah with no name, like Rabbi Menachem Bar Yossi, who holds that there is a Kedushah to the street, because on fast days they bring out uh, the things from the shul and they pray out in the street. So there's some sort of Kedushah. The, the street doesn't have any Kedushah, according to Hachamim, and they could use that money and they could do whatever they want. Rabbi Menachem Bar Yossi, what's his reason that he holds that the street has a Kedushah? He answers, Because people pray there on Taniyot, on Ma'amadot, Ma'amadot are when the, the one Kohen family has to work in the Beit HaMikdash that week, Levim also go to sing and do whatever they have to do in the Beit HaMikdash, and the Israel family, uh, either they come to the Beit HaMikdash and watch the Korban, they stand on uh, the Kohanim and watch the Korbanot, or they go to the Shul and they have a series of Tefilot. And on fast days, so what they do is they go outside and they pray in the, in the street. The Rabbanan hold, that's a temporary thing, it's not a permanent shul, it's not something kadosh. Now, we learned in the Mishnah, Beta Keneset Lokhin Teba. If they sold the shul, they could buy Arona Kodesh, Amar Bishmuel Bar Nachmani, Amar Biyonatan, Loshanu Ela Bet Keneset Shel Kefarim. You're only allowed to sell a shul of villagers 
and the villagers are the only one who pray there, and they can do with it whatever they want. But the shuls of big cities, because people from all over the world come to that shul, they cannot sell it because it belongs to the public. And Tosafot explains two things. What does it mean it belongs to the public? Either because so many people come to pray there from all over the place, even though they weren't involved in the building, it's as if the building was done al da'at rabim on the on everyone's mindset, and you can't sell a building that was on everyone's mindset. Another explanation is, since so many people donated to this bet Knesset, and there's so much money from so many different places involved, it belongs to the public, and no one person can sell it. Even though people from all over the place come, really they come because they want to come pray with me. If I want, I could sell that shul. It became sort of like his own private shul, and therefore he would be allowed to sell it. Metive, the Gemara has a question. You're telling me not to sell a bit Knesset of a big city. There was the shul of the coppersmiths. They sold it to the builders, and he did whatever he wanted to do. Now, Yerushalayim is a big city, and they're not allowed to sell it. So how did they sell it? So my answer is that was a small shul. The Inhu Abadua and those coppersmiths, they're the ones who made it, so they could really do whatever they want with it. Metive, the Gemara has a question. Now, this is about Nigae Batim, Tsarat, it goes on a house. It says, Vinatati Negatrat, Bebet Eretz, Ahuzatchem. Ahuzatchem, Mitame bin Gaim, Ven Yushalayim, Mitame bin Gaim. So the Braita is telling us that any other place in Eretz Israel can have a Tsarat on a house. Yushalayim. Cannot become Tameh if it has its Ratana house, any house in Yerushalayim, because it's not an Ahuza. It, nobody inherited Yerushalayim. It belongs to the public. And Amarabi Udani lo Shamati Elamakomikdash Bilvad, I only heard a holy place because it says Ubashelo Abait, meaning the house has to belong to someone. So maybe the Beta Mikdash area that cannot become Tameh, but every other place can become Tameh. So, but what are we understanding? They can become Tameh because uh, they belong to someone. And Amai, how could you say they belong to someone and they become Tameh? They belong to, to a big city. It's a shul in a big city. Yusham is a big city. And uh, it, it doesn't belong to anyone. And therefore, it should not become Tameh. It's only if it's privately owned, it can become Tameh. Emma, no, you have to switch it. Emma, Amar I only heard places that are kadosh, like a shul, bet midrash, bet midrash. Also, those are not metame bin ga'im. So now the Gemara wants to understand. They argued if, if there's a negat sarat on a bayit in Yerushalayim or not. What's their real argument? So Yerushalayim was not split up as an inheritance to anyone in specific. And therefore, it's not called an Ahuzah. The Rebbe held that it is a split up to Shevatim. It belongs to one Shevet privately. 
What was in the part of Yehuda of Yerushalayim? Harabait was there, the chambers, Israel, What get? He got the actual Bet Midash Ulam, the Labi Hechal, the Bet Kosher Kodashim. And there was a little strip, I guess, a little uh, coming out from Yehuda and going into Binyamin. And that's the area of the Mizbeach. So the Mizbeach was really in the Helik of Yehuda, but the other three sides of that area belonged to Binyamin. And some say it was only a part of the, the, the Mizbeach, the Yesod, certain sections, but either way, there was a part going out from Yehuda. Going into the Mizbeach, and Binyamin Sadiq in Ruach Hakodesh, he knew that he was going to miss that part, and every day he wanted to swallow that piece. He was itching and scratching about it, he was worried about it. Because he was so worried, just even about that little piece of the Mizbeach, therefore. He was a host to the Shekhinah, and the Aaron was in the Kodesh Kodeshim, which was in his area. Now, either way, you see that this Tana felt that it belonged to either Yehuda or Binyamin, but it belonged to someone. However, the other Tana holds, Yerushalayim was not uh, split to, to any tribe in specific, rather it's an open city, the Tanya. And maskirin batin Yerushalayim. When all the regalim come up to Yerushalayim, no one's allowed to rent them any room, any uh, hotel room. Uh, everything has to be free. Mipneshe and anshelahim because the houses that people are in, they don't belong to them. You can't even rent beds because even the area where the bed is on it doesn't belong to them, so you can't even rent it. So that's why the fichach orot kodashim. That's why the hides of the Kodashim, usually a person gives to Dao Shlamim, he could uh, keep the hide. The people who host can take that, meaning for the bed part, not the area of the bed, as a sort of a payment. Therefore, someone, the host can actually take it from uh, the, the guest who's sleeping by him. We learned A person should leave if he if he bought a bottle of wine, he should leave the the outside of the bottle, or if he shechted an animal, that's uh, you should leave the hide. You should leave it for the the host. And the Ritva explains since it's derech eretz to do it. Therefore, when it comes to Yerushalayim, that the host could actually take it. Now, going back to selling of the shul, Amar lo shanu, the only time we say where the money is kadosh, ela shalom machru shiv'a toveh ha'ir b'ma'amadan she'ir. This is dafka, if the seven important people of the city, whether they're rabbis, whether they're the board members of the shul, if they're not the ones who sold it with permission of the people of the city, then the money is kadosh. But if the seven important people of the city sold it with permission of the people of the city, they could even go buy beer with that money. And Rabbi Nahavalehutila de Bekenishta, he had this uh, destructed shul, and the Talakamid Ravashi came to Ravashi, Amarleh, Maule Mizra'ak, and I plant this area. Amarleh, so Ravashi told him, Zilza Bene, Mishivatobe Ayyib, Mamad and Shahir, won't you go buy it? 
from the seven born people of the city in front of the people, Uzra, and then go plant it. was building a shul, but there was this old shul in the in the city. He wanted to destroy it and use the, the bricks and beams of that old shul to use for the new shul. He asked a question. When Rav said, Don't destroy a shul until you built another shul. Is it because of negligence? You're not going to build the new shul, and therefore, if you destruct the old shul, and you're not, you're going to get lazy and not build the new shul. You're going to be stuck without a shul. However, in our case, we already started building. My, what would be the halakha? Can I destroy the old shul to add bricks and, and beams to the new shul? Atel the came to Rav Papa, and he told him it's a sur. Then the kamed Rav Huna and the and he also said it's a sur. Amarava ishta hilufa vizabuna share. This abet keneset, you're allowed to trade it if you want to use a different area. You're allowed to sell it as long as you have a new place and the old place goes out the hulin and the new place becomes the shul. However, ogruha, if they rented it, umashkuna, or if they put it as a collateral for a loan, asur, you're not allowed to do that. Maitama, biktushata ka'eb, because it's still in its Kedusha status. There was it, the Kedusha didn't go to anywhere else. Libnen, I mean, same idea with, uh, with the bricks of the shul. Halufin was share. If you sold them or trade them and you got new ones, or you trade it for different ones, that's allowed. Osfinu asur, but the, the, let's let someone borrow those bricks. It's asur because they're kadosh. And hanemi le This is dafka old bricks. But if it's new bricks that we still didn't use it for the shul, just you prepared it for the shul, then we don't, this, all this doesn't matter because you're allowed to even borrow it, you're allowed to lend it because it doesn't make a difference. And even according to the one who says by the clothing of a mate, that if you prepared clothing for someone who passes away, preparation actually counts and you know I'll give it to a different dead person that's if you weave clothing for someone who passed away when you're just preparing bricks it's something that is twined and ready to be sewn and weaved meaning it's only the first part of the process having those bricks and nobody says that over here would be a problem now, matana, if the people of the city gave the shul as a gift to someone for holding purposes, not for praying purposes, there's a machloket, had asar, one of them was also to give a bitkest as a gift, behad share, and the other one says it's mutar, mande asar, one who said it's asur, behai tifka kedushata, just by giving it as a gift that it's not kadosh anymore, umande share, lav dehava lehan amine, lo hava yahivle. No, it's some sort of trade. If the, the the person who they're gifting it to didn't do them a favor, they wouldn't do this favor back for him. So therefore, it's like a trade and be mutar. Therefore, this trade is like a sale. Tanrabanan, tashmishem mitzvah, things that we use to help the mitzvah. Nizrakin, you're allowed to just throw them out. However, Tashmishek, Dushat, things that are there to help, something Kadosh, Nignazin, you know, throw them out, you actually have to put them in Geniza. 
The following are Tashmishem Mitzvah, they help the Mitzvah. For example, Sukkah, Lulav, Shofar, Tzitzit, all these you're allowed to throw out. But if it helps something Kadosh, then you're not allowed to throw them out. But again, it's a Delus Kemeh. The bags that you put, sefarim, tefillin, mezuzot, v'tikshal sefer Torah, the bag for sefer Torah, v'natikshal tefillin, the the bag for tefillin, utzorotehen, and the bag that you put the, the the straps, all these help something that is kadosh, and therefore they are themselves kadosh, and you have to put them in geniza. And amarava mereshava amina hai kursaya tashmishte tashmishhu. I originally thought that the, the Teba, where we put the Sefer Torah on it, when we read it, I thought it's a Tashmish of a Tashmish, not even Tashmish Kedusha. I Meaning, it just, it helps what helps the Sefer Torah. Vesharen, you're allowed to just throw it out when you're done using it. Sometimes I see that they put the Sefer Torah on it without even putting a mat or putting a tablecloth or a talet, something over there. And I realized it's a Tashmish Kedusha, and it's a higher level, and you have to put the, the wooden Geniza. This parochet, the curtain, either you put the inside the Hechal or outside the Hechal, either way, originally thought it was Tashmish to Tashmishu, it's a secondary help, it's not even really there to help. Sometimes I see that they fold it and they put Sefer Torah on it. I realize it's a Tashmish Kedusha, it's Asur. To make a small hechal is mutar. Kursiya asir. To make a teba where you put the sefer Torah to read on it, that's asur. The idea is very simply, Aaron HaKadosh has a sefer Torah on it all the time. Teba only once every couple of days for cover for maybe an hour. If the parochet got worn out, if you want to use it to make a cover for a Sefer Torah, that's allowed. That's hiring the level of a The Chumashin is a Sefer. But if you want to do it, you want to make it a cover for Chumash, that's Asur. The bags that you put the Chumashim in, and the the boxes that you put the Sefer Torah in, Tashmish Kedusha Ninu Benignazin. So the the box around the Sefer Torah that's uh, Kadosh, and you put it in Geniza. Pshita, of course, Maudetema Hane Lav the Chavod Avidan. Maybe you want to tell me they're not meant for Kavod, rather than to Rabbi Alma Avidan. They're just there to keep the Torah safe, so they're not Tashmish Kedusha. Kamash Malan that they are Tashmish Kedusha, and they're put in Geniza. And Hahu Beken Ishtadi Udaed Romae, there was a shul of Roman Jews, the Avapatiah Le Idrona. The shul was open to another room, the Hava Machit Bemet, where they put a met. The Havu Ba'u Kahanele Me'ala Saluyatam, and Kohanim wanted to go pray there, and they couldn't because there's two mouths there, Atu Amrule the Rabbah, they came to the Rabbah, Amadehu, Delu Tebuta, Otvua, take the Arona Kodesh. Put it by that doorway. It becomes a wooden vessel. I don't know if it's a wooden vessel that's meant not to move. And 
any wooden vessel that is not meant to be moved, it's not mekabel tumah. Not only that, it blocks the tumah, so you could put it over there, and the tumah won't go through. Amru le rabbanan Sometimes they move that Arona Kodesh when the Sefer Torah is inside, and it shows you that they move it when it's empty, when it's full, and it becomes like a sack which does become Tameh. Yeah, so he told him if that's the case, law of then you can't uh, you can't uh, use that leniency. You can't put that on a kodesh to block the tumatmeet. Amar Morzutra, mit pechot sefarim, the handkerchiefs that you cover the sefer Torah, shibaluf, they got worn out. They can make them as clothing for a met mitzvah. Vezohi genizatan, and that is the geniza. A sefer Torah that got worn out, you could bury it with it. Amid hacham vafilu shonei halachot, even if it's someone who comes and teaches halachot, mishnayot breitot, and amar vachaba Yaakov uchmichle cheres, and you put it into a box that is made of earthenware. Shneimar untatam bichli cheres lemagan yamdu yamim rabim. Meaning, like the Ran explains, even when you're burying it, you do whatever it can to make it last as long as possible. And Amar of Papim Shemed Raba Mibe Kenishta Lebera Banan Share to make a bet Keneset the bet Midrash's Mutar. However, Mibera Banan the Beknishta Asir. But to make a bet Midrash into a shul, a place that you only pray in, that's Asur, that lowers the Ketusha level. Rav Papa Mishemid Rabba Matne Ibchan. Rav Papa in the name of Rabba taught the opposite, that to turn a shul into Bet Midrash is Asur, but you are allowed to uh, turn a Bet Midrash into a shul. And Amar Avaha, Kivate de Rav Papi Mistabra, makes sense like Rav Papi, that you're allowed to make a bit midrash out of a shul, and you're not allowed to turn a bit midrash into uh, into a, only a bit keneset. The Amar Rabbi Yosua ben Levi bet a keneset mutar lasoto bet a midrash mamina because Rabbi Yosua ben Levi we have a Tana already said this that you're allowed to turn a shul into a bit midrash shmamina, and we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem leolam amen veamen.